0: It's time, time, time. But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery, Houston.
1: press to ATO. ATO. Three, two, one. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to Life Out of the Box.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are grateful to be here with you all. Today, we're talking about probably our favorite activity in the whole entire world. It's travel. I love it. I miss it can't wait to do it again yes if I could live on a plane that would be a dream life I mean why well,
1: not I mean why not actually I don't know if I want to live on a plane I think that would kind of get a little old after a while but mm-hmm. I definitely love the entire adventure and process of travel mm-hmm. Um, and that includes the airplane the airport
0: the whole experience the whole thing
1: from beginning to end so
0: this subject came from you thinking about how travel has influenced us and more specifically, it's what we love or like. And that's based on all of our travel experiences.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the idea behind it was really, you know, of course, we talk about how travel influences the way that we see the world and our perspectives and experience and whatnot. But I was just thinking, I was just looking around our house and seeing all of the, you know, different items that we've collected um, during our travels around the world And uh, just it came to my mind, you know, like how has travel really affected our taste in things like our appreciation for different aesthetics, for Mm -hmm. example, you know, what things look like, um, how it affects how we dress, how it affects, um, you know, what we like to eat and Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So it's it's just it's a little bit more of a lighter, fun conversation of, you know, as you travel, how does, um, you know, your experience and immersion into different cultures change your own taste in things Mm
0: -hmm. and yes at first we had the word taste but then we realized this is far beyond just jonathan's palette so we're looking at how it influences everything from like how we define true style and what we want to be surrounded by in our own household yeah so when it comes to travel i think it's a great thing But I do have a deep question for you because I've been thinking about it ever, ever since we wrote this subject idea down. My question for you is, do you think that it could be a bad thing that travel can influence what you like or what you appreciate?
1: Hmm. I don't, I don't know what the negative effects of that would be. I think it's because it's also subjective, right? Like, I mean, so you're, you're, um, your taste in interior design, you know, the, the, the couch, the patterns, the colors of the wall, the different paintings that you have in your house um, or different art pieces. I mean, what would be negative about that?
0: Well, I guess it could be too radical that it makes you stand out. And maybe that could be perceived in a negative way where it's like, oh, look at this person. They're kind of out there a little bit. But I think that's something that should be appreciated. And I like the blend of cultures when it represents a household. But I understand like some people like their home to look one type of way to represent who they are and their family and their traditions. But I guess if you don't really embrace that to the fullest, then it could be a hodgepodge. And I guess the hodgepodge aspect yeah. could be perceived as a negative.
1: Well, I mean, that, that would just be someone's subjective interpretation of what they like and what they don't like. And they just don't seem to like what that person looks like or, mm. or whatever they're wearing. I think, to be honest, we uh, both of us definitely always encourage people to be unique to be themselves and Mm -hmm. that hodgepodge is beautiful I think that the combination of different cultures is I mean we see it all the time some of our favorite things are you know the the crossbreed of different cultures over Mm. time you know and so uh, I mean I I think that the only negative thing that I could really imagine is cultural appropriation and Mm. you've seen I've seen this um, there's actually been quite quite a few uh, articles written up about cultural appropriation in fashion um, specifically, you know, different designers in New York taking basically indigenous um, aesthetics or di- indigenous patterns and, and clothing, actually. Like mm-hmm. actually taking clothing from these areas and charging a n- ridiculous amount of money for it for mm-hmm. the people in the West because they've never seen it. And it's unique. But, um, and, the,
0: and not giving any of that money back to yeah. their inspiration. Yeah,
1: for- or, even, or even citing the inspiration like mm. claiming it to be their own. And people are like, uh, no, you didn't make that up. That's been here for a long time, much longer than you've been a designer. So, mm. and and I think it is, so I would say that would probably be the only thing. But, you know, when we're talking about taste, it's not just food. It's about, you know, what we like, what we like to be surrounded by. What do we uh, feel, like you said, like in the home or what we wear. And so I'm just looking around and I, I mean, we have different, things that just remind me it takes me back to that exact moment in time mm. like we have a bunch of these beautiful artisan crafted uh elephants made mm-hmm. out of stone and they're painted and it's definitely something that maybe you could probably find somewhere in the United States but the thing is is those are authentically made and they were they were purchased by us mm-hmm. actually they were gifted to us mm. from our friends and our artisan, artisan friends in India um, when we were actually there so it's it's I think it's Beyond even just the actual material item, hmm. right? And it's even beyond just the food. I think that um, what's so interesting about travel and one's own tastes and in mm-hmm. things, um, including food and you know fashion and just interior design or whatever it is. What what do you like about that culture hmm. that influences you um, in a way where it does make you kind of unique? Hmm. And it's beyond that, though. I think that what it does is it almost takes you back to that moment in time Mm. also so it's a great way to relive memories that um and experiences that you you want to cherish and like what other things can ignite that besides going back to that other area
0: yeah so that that's interesting because in a weird way even just in our home without even doing it with intention we become designers all of us you you put the items up that you believe represent you or your journey or however you perceive You know, the things that bring you energy. I'm assuming that's what a lot of people do around them. Yeah. But that's okay. But it's a problem when you're financially profiting off of it and not giving back to that community. Or like, where is that line? Because I do think that was an interesting thought that you brought up into the conversation where it can be bad.
1: Yeah, it is. I I think that the line is really it's about not giving credit. It's not it's about not telling the story of where this comes from and not telling the story of of you know who is really still inspiring this this specific aesthetic. For example, hmm. like we've seen a lot of companies end up selling different shoes that we saw basically only in Guatemala. They were made by Are my indigenous artists, artisan friends. Yeah. We knew exactly where they were from. And when we saw them being sold online or in person, there was absolutely no reference to who actually made them and where this design came from. Is that okay? I don't think so. I mean, but that's my own personal opinion because I'm pretty passionate about that. I think that part of the whole, the whole, the whole thing is that, I think it's important to, sh- to know where it came from, the provenance of where this design came from. I mean, it mm-hmm. might, it might look similar to, you know, um, a Native American tribe in the United States, but where did that come from? I just, I feel like it is important. Otherwise that culture gets lost and it just kind of, I don't know, ends up over time going away. And then, I mean, just beca- because- Because
0: it like blends in.
1: Yeah, it kind of, I, I feel like you- It's
0: like a negative globalization.
1: In a way, yeah. One, well, especially because there was there's actively been, um, you know, campaigns in the past to really kind of kind of silence certain indigenous artisans and art, art, like indigenous people in general. And so I think that if you are profiting off of the designs that were clearly, definitely, rooted in that culture mm-hmm. by those artisans, you do have an obligation to teach people where this came from. And who cares? Like, what is that going to prevent? Someone from buying it? No. I, mm. But it's just, to me, it's like stealing. You're, you're kind it, of stealing it.
0: What about when it becomes debatable as to the source of inspiration? You yeah. know, Or what if it's like two or three different cultures coming together to create a new design? Do you have to give all of those different cultures credit for your new design? That's a blend of the three? I, don't,
1: I mean, when you're blending a bunch of them together, I don't think, I mean, maybe you, ha- I, I wouldn't say no one has to do anything. Okay. But I would say, yeah, I would say though, isn't that much more interesting to explain where all this came from? Like it didn't just like come from your, your brain, you know, mm. like you definitely were inspired by something that existed before. Right. And to tell the story of how that existed how that came to be, makes it even more interesting to me, at least, you know, hmm. and in terms of how did this all kind of come together? Because I, I have a hard time, I mean, a lot of things that we see today are replicas or some sort of spin-off or some sort of combination of things that have already existed in the past. Hmm. You know, it's like the, the whole idea that, you know, nothing is actually original at this point. Yeah. Everything is something, someone has seen it somewhere else and it's just someone else's interpretation or, you know, reiteration of what they've been inspired by or around. And so like, for example, you know, going, uh, going over to Europe, you get a specific aesthetic when you're in Paris, Mm. you get a specific aesthetic when you're in France, uh, in the countryside of France. Yeah. And then you go to Spain and you're on the, on the coast and there's a completely different vibe from that. Um, in that area versus in Paris versus in London, you know, mm-hmm. you get, there are different, different cultures kind of give off, a, I don't want to say vibes, but I guess I'll say vibes for lack of a better word. Yeah, You get that sense of that right away. And then you start, you know, really kind of understanding it by participating and engaging with that, where you can go shopping or you can just walk around or you start having, you know, tasting the food, talking yeah. with the people mm-hmm. and what, music are they listening to you know it 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 really extends beyond just things and even food it's also like what art are they creating Hmm. right like what music are they creating what's What are people loving to read right now? Like Mm -hmm. what philosophy, like philosophy is actually very fascinating too, depending on the regions, right? There are Mm -hmm. different, there's Eastern philosophy and Western philosophy. And it's not a duality type of thing, but that those are two different types of categories and a philosophy. And for a long time in our history and they didn't interconnect, but Mm -hmm. now we're a globalized connected um, world, I guess, human race. And, you know, some people pick and choose what they like and what they don't like. I find that interesting also. Is that what we do? I think so. Well, I mean, there are certain areas where, you know, like India was such, I would say India, when we were there, it ignited all senses, like Mm. all of the senses, like your, like sight because everything's so bright. And then there's, but then also there, like it's very dirty too in some areas, you know, but everyone's (laughs) wearing really bright colors and it's beautiful. There's a lot of smells in India. You know, there's a, it's really loud. Everyone's using the horn when they're driving their car, you know, yeah. it's like a totally different way of using the horn. Communicating, Communicating yeah. and, I don't know, and you also see the, the vast difference between the haves and the have-nots and it's right in your face in India and you're just like, whoa, but then, there's so much beauty and art and ancient history with in India. Also, mm. that's just you could spend a whole lifetime there and never completely under you know understand it all. Yeah. But it just I, like that's one area, and then I think about also you know like over in Cambodia when we were in Angkor Wat. Like, geez, that's a totally different. That that is like kind of an ancient again ancient indigenous civilization, Mm -hmm. but Cambodia had its own kind of style as well. You know, that was different from India and different from Thailand and different from, you know, and so when I, when I really think about, you know, what really inspires me, I never really know what will really inspire me, but Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that our travels have, taken me beyond just the aesthetic of, I mean, I remember when I was in college, it was just like all about Paris and the Eiffel Tower. Like how cliche, <laughs> you know, and, and it, and it takes though a lot of traveling around the world, I think to really kind of fully understand what you do like and what you don't like and why.
0: Yeah. So in that sense, it kind the more you travel, the more you can better understand your own personal identity because you're choosing exactly the different aspects that, identify with you.
1: Right. I, I totally agree with that. I, th- I think it's, it's an interesting, um, I'm, we're still going through that process too. You know, like you never know what's going to really click with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and,
0: and you can't get it just by like going there for a day. It actually takes some time, It does, which is a delicate resource.
1: Yeah, it really is. But I, yeah, I think that it's just, It's a fun way to experience life also. I mean, you just never know what, what quite will inspire you, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what, you know, like I've never been to Russia. I can't wait to go to Russia. And I wonder what's going to really inspire me in Russia, you know, like in terms of aesthetics, like I think it's gonna be very, very different Mm, um, than anything that I've really been around. I know when we went to Budapest, that was really eye-opening for me, too. I mm-hmm. did not expect it to be that way.
0: Is there anywhere in the world you don't want to go to?
1: Mm, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs>
0: really? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's safety concerns, of course, but yeah, you're interested in learning about all cultures, regardless of location, ev- rumors, etc.
1: Yeah, I am. Oh, and I, because I think that, honestly, the more you dig, the more you travel, and more you experience and understand how history works, the more you really start understanding how different fashions and aesthetics and food and stuff like that, where is that all rooted? And it might be rooted in a place that I would never have ever thought, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I know what the Mayan indigenous cultural uh, artisan products look like. Mm-hmm. I, we have studied it, we have immersed ourselves in it, we know them, when I see it instantly, Boom! I know mm. exactly where that's from. Now, I, if it's not from there, I'm very curious as to where that's from, because that, mm. that is so extremely similar to what I know. And so, to me, that's kind of the fun of it, though. Mm. You know, it's it's just still learning ongoing process. Mm. But I do feel like I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of beauty in that type of of, of a perspective of just going into the culture open minded to allow it to really influence you in a way that you can't really quite get out of, you know, history books or textbooks or travel books or anything like that, or even yeah. online or videos. I mean, it's it's an amazing experience to go into a place where everyone looks different, they're dressed different, the buildings are different, the patterns of all the fabrics are different. And there's a clear like cultural element there that is so unique to that area that mm. I've never experienced it before. And that's something I feel like is kind of the one of those that we don't talk about that we love doing in travel but that is one of those underlying elements that really make travel so fun for i think both of
0: us hmm. so does it interest you at all to be traveling to a location where there is no people and therefore no culture so what well, like, like antarctica very, yeah like you're going to such a rural location that there isn't really a culture there because there's no one there to you know influence how they interact and all that hmm You know, like, yeah, Antarctica would work or go to the middle of the desert where you're 20 miles in all directions away from people.
1: Yeah, I think that people maybe, people, humans are the most nuanced and interesting, or they're not the most, but they are very interesting and nuanced element of um a culture, right? I mean, that, that's mm. we make culture, right? Humans make culture. I do yeah. think nature as well has a huge influence on that. i was gonna that. ask
0: about that. Yeah. Of course, it, of course, nature has an influence on it, but does nature have its own culture?
1: Well, I was gonna say, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, when we were in the Pacific Northwest last year, stuck in, in during COVID. That was a very different nature aesthetic than it is here in Florida. It's tropical here, right? right? And, the, and the colors of the birds are different here. And right. The,
0: but is that culture?
1: Well, it's definitely... I don't know. It's not probably the word... The word culture is not the right word. I would yeah. say it's an ecosystem. It's a yeah. very different ecosystem, and it produces different colors and different species. And because it just, it's just a different ecosystem entirely.
0: And so... So how interested are you into traveling to locations where there's no people and minimal if no culture at all
1: I I think it would still be very interesting you Mm. could still definitely get inspiration from the colors of the desert and the sunsets and the sunrises and what's going on around there
0: so like naked and afraid but with clothes on
1: no I don't want to do survival stuff that's not I'm not interested in that in any way I don't I camping's all right it's not my favorite thing to do like (laughs) I just This
0: this is what I'm trying to get to I'm wondering if that's because it's not embedding yourself in a new culture as much as it's more internal compared to like traveling to a place where everyone's completely different and you get to like absorb that into who you are.
1: Yeah, well I I don't know, it just it's definitely more interesting in a way to me. Why? And um, well I mean I love I love being I love sitting in an area of a foreign like city or town and just listening and having foreign languages all around me. I don't know what they're Mm -hmm. talking about. I love watching people walk around and what are they wearing and where do I think they're from? Um, You know, I I, I love the different, um, the different ways that people make food all around the world and their own interpretations of their, their heritage in, in all different aspects, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I find you know, like, what, where did this dish come from? Why do I like it so much? And why do I like this dish over, over you know, it's just, and it, to me, the whole, it's just a, a hugely complicated puzzle when you, when you have the human element in, in there. Nature is a huge part of it as well, but is I. Is it a
0: puzzle that you could solve?
1: No, that's why I like it. Mm. It's like an ongoing, it's an ongoing puzzle that is inspiring every, every time it's just different. I mean, you could hmm. go, you could be in the same city and every day is different you could be sitting at the same exact table and the scenes that you see in front of you will be different.
0: The more travel.
1: Well, I think that the more the more you the more different cultures that you really immerse yourself into, I don't know, the it, it just it it deepens one's own I don't know, appreciation for how diverse this beautiful world is. Yeah. I mean, diversity. Perhaps it's all
0: one puzzle, and you're just now seeing like the bigger picture of it with every city that you go to. Yeah. Maybe when you're in the same city at the same bench, and yes, every day would be different, you're only looking at a portion of the big puzzle, but you're getting better understanding of the details of it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to get deep. No, I like it. I'm trying I to think figure it out, at least.
1: It's hard. It's not easy. But I think that the main thing to underscore with this episode is just like, I miss travel. We both miss travel. And, it, you know, because we can't travel, we have, we're have we surrounded by all the things that remind us about our wonderful adventures around the world. And I can't wait to get back out there and get inspired again and see what else we create.
0: That's
1: beautiful. Well, I look forward to speaking with you all tomorrow. We both do. And we'll <laughs> talk to you then. Bye. Bye.